0: This must be alcoholics. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks for August 21st, 2015. I am Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Woohoo! We're in the same room. We are in the same room. It's a bit weird. And But we have beer. We do have some beers. And we also learned from our last uh, outing on here don't look at each other while we're doing it.
1: And I'm not looking at you.
0: No, I'm not I looking at look you. I can't look at
1: you, Jason, because you've done something so utterly ridiculous that I, I can't even look you in the eyes. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you are a, a, a part of the Grumpy Old Geeks Inner Circle, uh, there's a big news drop this week. Big news. I mean, n- way more important than Ashley Madison news. Jason got a fucking iWatch,
0: Apple Watch.
1: watch. It's an Apple, Apple
0: watch, watch, yes.
1: Sorry, so um, you know, I, I was, I was ready to basically shit all over you, but I'm not going to do that because for a mo- for you'll see in a moment.
0: Uh, I actually want to apologize, not to you, Jason. I want to apologize to our listeners. I, okay, I'm gonna. I, I want you to apologize to our listeners by not talking into the microphone. <laughs> I can cut that part out, but switch it because you keep looking at me and I, I'm losing you.
1: I got to stop looking at you. Okay. okay. So, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I have to apologize to our listeners, uh, not, not so much to you, Jason, but definitely to our listeners, because uh, I did them wrong.
0: How did you do them wrong? I Brian? did them
1: wrong because on April 24th, uh, in episode 106, uh, Smack Your Remix Club, uh, <laughs> I said that you would get an Apple Watch in three weeks, and I was 100% wrong about that. It took you three months.
0: Okay, well, see, you're off by a massive, you know, factor of multiples there. So. And uh,
1: the other reason I'm not going to completely crap on you is I went back and listened to that episode. And uh, you were hedging your bets the entire time. Quickly on your point that you're not getting one, Jason, if, uh, if memory serves and patterns hold, we will be talking in three weeks about Jason's new watch
0: that he got. <laughs> yeah, this could be true. <laughs> Although they, they screwed up and they, they're, you know, releasing this expensive-ass bauble uh, really way too close to tax day because, you know, tax man cleaned me out. So how are you enjoying your expensive-ass bauble? I love my expensive-ass bauble. I really <laughs> actually do. It took me a little bit to kind of get into it, but here's, here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I took back my MacBook right? that I tried out, which I did not like. Mm-hmm. It was just way too underpowered. And so-
1: So you I'm got like, the insanely powerful watch.
0: I had some extra cash lying around, but I also talked to a friend who has an Apple Watch and has almost the exact use case that I have now, which is, which is different from- the use case that was back then. And I did never say, here's the deal. You, you hedged your bets. I I really did go
1: back and listen to that whole episode. And I, there were many more clips I could have pulled out of that episode. You hedged your bets every
0: single time you said, this is the dumbest thing ever. but I might get one. Exactly. And, you know, and here's another thing that was bothering me. I hate bagging on stuff that I haven't tried, Mm -hmm. you know, that is just an excuse to buy it that I can rationalize myself I, I for was going about to get just, This is justification
1: it. land now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, okay, you have a
0: watch. I have it. All right. I use it with Slack. I mm-hmm. use it with Todoist and uh, the general things that you get the watch with. I have kept my phone in my pocket about 80% more of the time than before. And I do like the activity stuff. I like the reminders to get up and walk. Even though most of the time I do it anyway, but still it's nice to have it. And I turned I turned everything else off. Okay. So otherwise it's just a really comfortable, nice watch. And is now Fitbit gone? Fitbit's still in my pocket because Fitbit doesn't have an Apple watch app. Oh, no, here's the deal. I've got years. I've got years of, uh, data in Fitbit. I'm not going that route yet because this is a test. You know, I still got a week before I can take this back. If I don't, if I don't really like get into it in the next couple of days, I can take it back full refund. So, you know, that's the other thing. It is a, you know, it's a no risk experiment.
1: Okay. Well, we're letting you go on that one then.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I am so happy. I have your permission to go out and buy shit that I
1: want. We'll just say (laughs) I'm letting you go on this. That's doesn't necessarily apply to all the other people out there. So we'll see what happens. Oh yeah. Don't worry. I'm I'm going to get mine in the comment of the week section. Don't worry. Okay. I'm getting yelled at too. So (laughs) yes, you are. It's one of those weeks. (laughs)
0: Yes. Bend over and take it week here on Grumpy Old Geeks.
1: Yes. Uh, Follow up from last week when you were talking about the rent explosion in San Francisco and I, without any data whatsoever, said L.A. is just as bad. L.A. is worse. Yeah, it is.
0: Surprisingly, (laughs) I actually sent you this link. Yes, you did. So thank you for that.
1: Uh, Yeah. The link uh, from Curb.com. Los Angeles average rents are basically well over half of people's income. It's now 48.9 percent. Exactly. And what I remember from back in the day was you never pay more than a third of what you're making for rent.
0: Yeah, Um, that's what I was always taught in home economics back in high school.
1: Yeah, and basically it's made it impossible for people to save up enough money to buy anything here. So I really lucked out there. Um, But yeah, L.A. is is actually the least uh, affordable city in the states. It beats San Francisco.
0: Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I found somebody that will let me live in a spare side room for <laughs> not much money. So mm-hmm. uh, if you can do that, I, I highly recommend it. You yeah. just got to walk some dogs and do some dishes and you're all good.
1: Uh, whatever works. You, know, you can, can schedule those things with your watch.
0: <laughs> I can. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what's this <laughs> Time article you have in here?
1: Oh, this is another. Uh, remember at first the uh, people with wrist tattoos were complaining about their watch because the sensitivity wasn't working or things like that. Exactly. Oh, now there's another one. This is called Gate. Logo gate. Yes, apparently, for uh, spe- specifically the Apple Watch Sport Edition, uh, people are complaining that the lettering and logo on the part that touches the wrist may be wearing away. Uh, obviously, this doesn't have any effect on how the product works, yet if you're dropping 350 bucks on one of those expensive bobbles, you kind of don't want that stuff to wear off.
0: Well, it was 450 bucks, and I'm going to hold it up to the light. I'm holding it up to the light right now, and lo and behold, there be all the logo. <laughs> so... Well, If you care about something that you're not even looking at, then you need to get a fucking life. I'm sorry. <laughs> the thing
1: that just killed me about this article isn't even, I, I could care less about that stuff. I just remember whatever happened in Naomi Klein and the no logo movement. I like not having logos on things and now people are complaining about logos rubbing off. <laughs> I used to take a fucking black marker to like Abercrombie and Fitch cargo shorts because they were so damn comfortable, but I didn't want the name everywhere. So I would mark it out. Now people are just desperate to have a logo.
0: Well, times change and people are consumers now. And, you know, you are a social rebel and all that shit. <laughs> I actually have a, uh, a stitcher stitch remover in my, in my toolbox for taking off certain logos and patches and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, once I kind of got past my, I don't know, my late 20s, 30s, I kind of stopped doing that because I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm too tired to do it. <laughs> I just don't like
1: being a walking billboard.
0: Okay, well, WordPress 4.3 is out. <sighs> middle of the night, got a notice. You were here we angry. go. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was angry. You were very angry. I was in the middle of trying to get some shit done, and here it is. Oh look, here's a new update for WordPress. Let's break some shit for you right before you're trying to go to bed and get your work done. And you know what they had in here? Mm. Fucking favicon's. Mm-hmm. That's that's they put that as one of their main selling points for this version that is going to screw up my evening. And it broke two plugins on two of my sites, So I had to stay up till like three in the morning and fix this shit. Oh, fucking, fucking fuck. I know we weren't supposed to swear as much, but that's what, that's what a WordPress update does to me when they get, when they introduce favicons that we had in every CMS in 1998.
1: It is a little ridiculous. It's very funny. No, it's not. It is. It's funny how much it annoyed you. Again, insider note, in our show notes, Jason put a big long preamble at the beginning of the show notes saying, "Just a heads up that unless something changes, I'm going to be really angry this show."
0: <laughs> and when I got here, you're like, "Oh, you don't seem very angry anymore." I'm like, "No, I kind of got it out, but now it's coming no, back." No, it's coming it's, back. WordPress. Thinking about WordPress just makes me angry. Understandable. In the news,
1: Well, the big news is the big news, Ashley Madison, uh, hackers who were threatening to release the data, released the data and the internet promptly went batshit
0: release the data. <laughs>
1: um, I don't know today, <laughs> uh, breaking news as of this morning is they released a second dump. This one is all the personal emails from the CEO guy of Ashley Madison and a lot of internal memos and code and things like that. So, uh, apparently the one big dump is just everybody that has ever signed up and that's out there and it's, uh being put into databases that are searchable and easy to find. And uh, there are a lot of well-written articles out there behooving people to show the better of human nature and do not look up people, you know, because it's a dicky thing to do. And I personally agree with that, but uh, this is the world we live in. Uh, So people are searching frantically and finding tons of people. And it's going to be very bad news for a very large amount of people for a very long time.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, it is human nature. And, yes, I did look up everybody in my zip code to see if I knew anybody. Uh-huh. And turns out I don't, yeah. which is fine yeah. um, because most people I know are single and not douchey. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been really surprised if I found anybody in there. But uh, thanks to an unknown doctor who I know that uh, gave me that data dump, <laughs> who <laughs> will remain s- nameless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doctor, yeah. We'll call him Dr. Nameless.
1: I'm, I had a very lengthy discussion with Dr. Nameless about, about this the other night as well. Um, and we talked through it extensively. And he it, <laughs> he kind of ag- he agreed with me in that it, this is definitely the lowest form of of, of human behavior is the, the schadenfreude, the German, really, a word that can't be encapsulated in English, uh, enjoyment of other people's misery.
0: Um, but uh <laughs> only the Germans would come up with a word for enjoyment with other
1: people's misery. so <laughs> it, it's what we do, man. It's what we do um this is just it's is is a fucking mess. this is all a fucking mess um you know, people have already gone through, and I've seen paste bins of specific educational organizations, so if you go to you know if you want to find out at any university who was on it, boom, there's your list, the military one, which is another which is has an even more interesting angle because. Adultery is illegal in the military, so it's cause for discharge, dishonorable discharge. Um, so at least it's not,
0: they're not taking him out back and shooting them. That's at least good. Yeah,
1: you know, yeah. Plus, <laughs> uh, plus in some senses of human I nature. guess it
0: depends on who you are <laughs> diddling around with. If you're diddling with the, the uh, general's wife, you might have a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, there you go. Uh, Duggar got hit already. Um, I'm fine with that one because he's a fucking hypocrite who runs around and makes money trying to pretend he's religious, but... Still, I'd rather, this is just, you know, if you didn't think that your data wasn't safe before, um, this is the tip of the iceberg in terms of sites that are going to start to get hacked and and the amount of data that people are going to start releasing and finding and hackers are going to start attacking and targeting all kinds of sites. And uh, just, uh, this is our future.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, this is exactly the same as the Target breach, except people weren't buying dildos no, and, it's, and, and that's the thing. It's, no. the, it's the type of data. First, it's you know, not. It's not. It it's is. not
1: at all the same as the Target thing, because this is a morality issue. It's not just data. It's not just credit cards. This is meant for public shaming. I don't understand the hacker's stance on like, I understood the hacker's stance on you better shut down your site because it's stupid and annoying and just take it down. Fine. I don't understand releasing all the data and hurting all these people. It, it, th-
0: well, it, it's meant to critically wound Ashley Madison. Because well, now that this data that is that out, it's, sure. it's done. But, you know? yeah. yeah, Threatening mm-hmm. to do it is one thing, but actually following yep. through. But
1: here's the thing. Uh, he's made how much money already? And he's probably already on a plane to Tahiti or somewhere with no extradition rules and with all the monies. Uh, so <laughs> it didn't really hurt him. It just hurt everybody else. Well, that's why (laughs) it's a dick move. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, That's why, you know, hackers, Eh, hackers. All right. Anyways, enough of that, because uh, everybody's talking about it, and I'm not really that interested in it anyways.
0: Yeah. No, that's why we put that in news instead of security. Yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. In other news, people are giving up on Apple Music in droves.
1: Uh, I saw this. I read this. I was about to go put it in the show notes, and you had already put it in there. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I'm still on the free trial. I am desperately waiting for that 9.0 update. That's supposed to fix a ton of issues. Although I already
0: know it's not going to fix my main issue. Um, so. The fact that it doesn't work. Well, (laughs) it works. No, you're talking about your 150,000 track. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Apple music actually is working perfectly fine on my iPhone and my iPad. I have no issues with it anymore. I can add music. I can do all that sort of stuff. It's working great. And it's got a huge library of, of really obscure things. And I, I love it for all of that, but I can't get it to work on my desktop because of my entire music library that I have on my desktop. And in, I don't think the nine, the 9.0 thing is not going to fix it because well, no,
0: because it's iOS <laughs>
1: because it's all tied into stupid cloud and it's useless for me and it sucks. So in three months I will basically unsubscribe. Well, it's
0: a, it's not three months. It's or in it's, September.
1: Yeah. Next month I will unsubscribe.
0: Yeah, what you should do, though, and I'm going to tell you this right now because I did this already. Mm -hmm. If you go and cancel your subscription, Mm -hmm. you will still get up until the trial rollover date. Yeah, so I should just go ahead and do it So if you go ahead and do it now, Mm -hmm. then that will send a message that, hey, your shit stinks. Yeah,
1: because there's no other way to send any fucking message to Apple about this. There's no contact. There's no tech support. There's no tweeting to
0: be done. There's no nothing. There is no app on my iWatch or Apple Watch to (laughs) send them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a mess. And surprisingly, I could never get it to work like you know, I was trying to get Dre's new album. Why? It, because I wanted to hear how bad it was Why? so I could mock it. <laughs> um by the way, straight out of content is fucking amazing. Straight out of ideas. Yeah. And yeah, but I finally got it to work because after I bought my watch, mm-hmm. surprisingly Apple music started working on my phone. I don't know if there's a correlation there.
1: There's definitely not because it, it wasn't working on my phone for a while either. And it was only in like the last two weeks that's totally just started working. Yeah. Because so, there was the
0: update, there was there the, update. Was the update that fixed a lot of it because it's, it's, it <clears> fixed <throat> the skipping issue that I had where it would load six seconds, play six seconds, then right. wait for 10 seconds.
1: Now here's, where I see the real issue to be, and I know Apple doesn't care, but this is why they should. People like me are, are your power users. We have stuck with the Apple infrastructure forever because there's really been nothing else that was as good. Uh, Winamp went out of business. All of those things. Uh, with all the trials and tribulations of iTunes on Windows, it was still the best music manager out there ever. And we've kept it, and I've kept it for how many years now? And I put everything into it. And this is why I can't get Apple Music to work because my library is so large. We are your power users, Apple.
0: Yeah, but you're you are talking fucking about, with us. You're talking about being a power user on a Windows PC. It doesn't they want matter. You to be a, they want you to be a power user on a Mac. It wouldn't work anyways, Jason. I could I transfer know. my
1: entire music library. It's, it's on a USB drive right here. I can plug I it into my that. Mac. I can drag it into iTunes on my Mac. And it still won't work because they don't support anybody that has large libraries.
0: That part, that part I totally get, but you know, it's just what's going to happen.
1: So, well, again, this is, this is my problem with the universe and the world. You don't, (laughs) no company gives a fuck about the people that use them the most and and are the power users. We only care about the masses and fuck the people that have been supporting you since the beginning.
0: Yeah. Okay. And we talked about having an angry show. All right. <laughs> I like it. I, like I am it a pissed lot.
1: off about Apple music. This is bullshit. It is bullshit. It's complete and utter bullshit. And there's no one to talk to. I want to. Okay, Jason, you don't have to do anything else today, right? Uh, bring it on. Okay. We're going to have a few more beers after this. Uh-oh. We're going we're to get some lunch and then we're going to drag my entire fucking office down to the third street promenade Apple store. We're going to dump all this on the genius desk and say, fix it. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm not going for that. Okay. No. Damn <laughs> I'm not going to Third Street Promenade for anybody. <laughs> so we talked a bit about uh, a while ago. There's a uh, company that, that provides Wi-Fi for uh, conferences and hotels. Mm-hmm. And, and charges uh, you
1: loads of money to be able to use Wi-Fi for a night.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, but the, the, here's the issue. They blocked a lot of other people. For having their own Wi-Fi hotspots and shit like that, and they just got busted big time for a whopping seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is probably a day and a half worth of revenue, I'm guessing. If these guys are in all these hotels, um, but yeah, it's they, they, it's a shot across the bow. I'd well, I say. mean
1: you know, it's an interesting thing, and I, I'm happy that the FCC is finding them, and I'm happy that we're establishing a precedent that you basically don't own the electromagnetic spectrum in your physical locality.
0: Okay, <laughs> I just think it's funny. They're called smart city. Mm. <laughs> Not a so smart city. Uh, there's a great article on TechCrunch too. Um, we've talked about air travel off and on, and I know several air traffic controllers, and they've been bemoaning the fact that our system has been crumbling for so long. Oh yeah, it's finally getting an upgrade. Good. Finally getting an upgrade. And I, if you're interested in this at all, I'm not going to really talk about this that much because it's, it is kind of like, you know, uber nerdy dumb. <laughs> a little uh, bit. Yeah. It's, this is on the level of unsubscribe, if I would talk, to, talk any more about this. So <laughs> I want to keep you people around. But if you're into air traffic control, there is a link in the show notes to go to this very long TechCrunch article that lays out all of the new infrastructure that we're going to be using.
1: Yeah, it all looked really, really interesting, and definitely it's it's not something we're going to discuss. You should go read it if you're into it. But I am curious about what the uh, ask the pilot guy thinks about this. I'm I'm hoping he does a write up on it soon.
0: Okay, well, you follow his blog, don't you? I do. All right. Well, then I will leave it up to you because mm-hmm. I don't follow his blog because <laughs> I read his book. I paid him money. I shouldn't be able to. I shouldn't have to follow his blog.
1: Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you just rely on me for the news that you care about. Exactly. <clears> That's why it's why, you, it's why I keep you around. Hell, it's why we do the show. Exactly. That's all you people out there, Patreon. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Internet of Things. We talked about this quite a bit, don't we? Uh, all yes, the time. the Internet of Things. Mm-hmm. And now TechCrunch is getting on the bandwagon about how your relationship with your insurance companies is going to change. And I do believe, what was that, episode four that we <laughs> talked about this? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How that you, if, if you have a smart refrigerator, your insurance company is going to say, you've had ice cream how many times this week? Premium up. You level level up with your premium.
1: Yeah. The insurance company is going to package this as a way for you to save if you're a good person or if you're a safe driver or if you're whatever, whatever, whatever. It's just fucking control. It's more privacy being eroded. Well, that and it's control. And it's control. Yeah. So if you, I hate where we're headed as a society. I really do. This is terrifying and frightening to me. And I I have no truck with this. I'm very angry.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing, I can't really talk much about it because I just got tagged like a like a wild deer with my Apple Watch and I did it by myself. So. I know, I know. <laughs>
1: I, all we're doing is giving up more and more of our privacy uh, for, for nothing, really. I know. For nothing. These companies are st- still going to make shit tons of money off everyone. Anyways. <sighs> oh, oh, next. I'm just not in a good mood. <laughs> okay, I can tell. Um, we've talked also about the YouTube generation and the kind of lie that uh, basically people are making shit tons of money on YouTube. Um, it is not entirely untrue. There are a number of people making six figures annually. Um, are, are, are
0: there over a hundred people making six figures annually? Well, they
1: don't release that. They just said it's jumped fifty percent year on year.
0: That's what YouTube is
1: saying, that the number of channels making six figures annually has jumped 50% year on year. Now, that's disingenuous in a number of ways because channels could be a group of people, meaning 10 to 20 people that are producing videos, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) So then you got to split all that money. Um, And then there's an entire article in Playboy. Uh, Link is in our show notes. Oh, oh, because you
0: read Playboy for the articles. (laughs) For once, I did.
1: (laughs) I was actually shocked that it was on Playboy. I was then. I was like, "Oh, I'll go to the homepage. Hmm, okay, what's going on here? Who's the, who's the playmate
0: of the munch?" Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. oh. Did you say playmate of the munch? I believe I did. I, I was, <laughs> okay. It's
0: the beer talking. That's what um, happens when we get together. Stay on target. Stay on target. Um, anyways,
1: they go into greater detail, and one of the things that uh, that the that the researcher or slash whoever the fuck wrote this damn thing <laughs> you, you've thrown me off track. Now I'm just messed up. Okay. Anyways. Uh, is basically that uh, most of these people that are doing this are basically pumping all their income back into production and basically working 24-7 as we talk about all the time about how everything has come to the point now where you have to work 24-7 to make any money. So, yes, some of these people are actually making money. But they are working their entire lives away to do it. They never leave. Everything they do is for YouTube. They sit there and edit videos and put them up and talk to people and then tweet them and promote them. And they never, ever, 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 ever leave their computer.
0: You know, I think we should just send a free copy of uh, Marcus Aurelius' journals to them to really kind of say, you know what? You can be just as happy not doing a damn thing versus killing yourself by putting your narcissistic ass up on YouTube and buying shit to open for the little kitties who are going to give you a click. Yeah,
1: that's pretty much exactly what's happening. So, yes, there are some people that are making a lot of money on YouTube, but they also have no life.
0: So uh, let's talk about Amazon. We're going to talk about something a little different from the... uh, Or are we not? It's kind of the same thing, really. It really is. It's the same thing Uh. that we always
1: talk about. That's why I bunched all these stories together.
0: God damn it.
1: Yeah, sorry. Uh, The New York Times did a big article called Inside Amazon, wrestling big ideas in a bruising workplace, where basically they said that they interviewed over 100 current and former Amazon employees and basically presented a picture of a fucking horrible company to work for.
0: But then Jeff Bezos shot back and said, I don't even recognize the company that they're talking about. Well, of course he doesn't. He's never there. (laughs) <laughs> he's just got a crap load of money and runs around and he was at the Washington post, or maybe he's hanging off a drone and who the Canada, hell knows what he's doing. But he's of at?
1: course he has no idea. He doesn't know what the, dro- the real human drones that he has working for him to create this massive Amazon behemoth, uh, are doing. And uh, I mean, this, if you actually read the New York times article, it's, it's disturbing. Um, every single one of those people, men included have confessed to crying at work because they were so miserable exhaustion, um, insanity, just horrible managers.
0: I've been a picker before. So mm-hmm. I've worked in a couple of warehouses where I was a picker, right? It is a terrible, terrible job mm-hmm. because you are timed. You have to do X amount per hour or you go, you know, you yeah. basically get fired, but here's the, here the mental issues that you have with this. I was a picker for six months at this one place. Uh, we were doing office supplies, right? And I, I would break down in the back and I'm like, what the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> All I'm doing is walking around and putting shit in a box, mm-hmm. you know, it's, and, and I can see the psychic, you know, wounds that these people would have, you know, Amazon's really talking about getting these drones for delivery, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Why are they not using these drones in the warehouses to put stuff in a box?
1: Okay. I got you, And I'm with you on that, except where the fuck are all these people supposed to work? How are they supposed? We, I understand. We keep, I understand we that. keep heading yeah. towards this Star Trek idea where there are replicators and nobody needs to work, and food and all other basic needs are taken care of. But we don't have that, they're so go- we need to work. Well, they're going so go we to can't replace, We can't. No, they're
0: going to YouTube. Oh, they're just
1: going to do YouTube all day. <laughs> they're going to do okay. YouTube
0: videos. <laughs> so just,
1: You're just going to. Oh, we're heading to idiocracy so fucking fast. So
0: fast. It's so unbelievable. Fast.
1: Okay, so there was a rebuttal to this to this article um, on uh, Slate, I believe, by David Auerbach, um, and he says, "I've worked insanely demanding tech jobs, and I really doubt Amazon is much worse than Google or even Microsoft." It starts as a rebuttal, and then he just starts to say, "You know what? All these companies suck ass." Well, yes, it's not just Amazon. <laughs> Everybody is getting fucked by all their companies.
0: Yeah. yeah. So at least at, Here's the deal. At least Google and Microsoft have air conditioning and you don't have to get taken out for heat stroke. Amazon keeps those damn warehouses so hot and people just pass out sometimes, <laughs> you know, and that was, that was out years before. Yeah. Uh, this is nothing new on that one. No,
1: none of this is, no, well, that's the thing. None of this is new. It's yeah. all, this is all the way we've headed. We're just, hey, but
0: if you work at Amazon and you're picking products all day, hmm? they can, they can say that you work at a standing desk. So your ergonomics.
1: Wow. So they probably get like a tax break from the government for that. Cause
0: good ergonomics. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. All right.
1: So another article on salon, uh, just, I'm just, we run through this in income inequality thing all the time and I just want to keep it going. There's an article called the 1% sinister inequality lie. How cold blooded billionaires are pretending to care about the American dream. This all started a while back. I, 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 should, I don't remember the guy's name, but the guy wrote that piece on The Verge, I believe, and we talked about it, uh, where he's, he was a, he's a billionaire, and he said, Hey, fellow billionaires, we're in trouble. There's going to be a revolution. We're going to die.
0: Oh, that was a great article. That was a great article. I so, totally remember that article. I can't remember who did it, I, but I, it was
1: really good. I know. I really should have done a little bit more research, but you can, you know, you can go back and find it.
0: You're unemployed, so why aren't you doing the research? I'm
1: underemployed. Okay. <laughs> I'm also doing house renovations, so I'm very busy. Um, this article you have no money
0: and you're redoing your house. I love America. <laughs> this article
1: really touches on that. They, uh, it's worth a good read if you're interested in this stuff, as I am. And it talks about uh, many of these billionaires and the, the off-the-record comments that they've made about income inequality and how they don't really give a crap. Um, but they are starting to realize that, hmm, maybe we should trickle down a little bit so they don't just off with your heads.
0: Yes, uh, let them eat cake, and let's give them a little cake to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should throw them some crumbs. Maybe. Yeah, before they start eating on our shin bones. Yes, How nice. it's coming
1: soon. So, if it wasn't enough that just the billionaires were kind of doing this to us, uh, I also ran across this article that was originally on Alternate, but we all know the trouble with finding
0: you know articles on Alternate. I, I, I honestly went through again, and I'm like, okay, this is an Alternate one. Let me try. I gave myself five minutes to try to find it. I was trying to do searches for, for, (laughs) for really bizarre versions of the words, you know, like groupings of words that shouldn't be in any other article. And I could not find this thing whatsoever. The thing
1: is they give you
0: the author's name too. And then you can go to alternate and search the author's name and you will never find the article. Here's the, here's the funny thing. I bet it was, was previously on alternate and they bought it and they're like, well, now it's on salon. Now it's on salon. Yeah. It was, it was previously on alternate. That doesn't mean that it's still (laughs) on (laughs) alternate. That's that's where we got screwed.
1: Uh, OK, attribution yeah. argument over attribution argument. over. So uh, six imaginative new ways America is found to punish its poor. So this is the government fucking us as well. Uh, th- some of these are I can't even believe they exist. There are limits on ATM withdrawals for welfare recipients in Kansas.
0: Yeah, I saw when this happened and it and all this does is benefit the banks mm-hmm. because they have to pay the fee for the ATM every time they do a withdrawal. Yep. So if they want to pull out money for so, groceries, yeah. Yeah,
1: if they need to get 50 bucks out to basically feed their kids, they're yeah. going to have to do it twice because they're only allowed a $25 limit.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. No, it's
1: totally, it makes sense. Of course it makes sense. Big bakers are making tons of bucks. <laughs> Big bakers?
0: Big bankers. Oh, there's, a, there's an N in there. Yes, there is. <laughs> you, you, okay, I, how about... I didn't, know, I didn't know you said the N word there. How about...
1: <laughs> hey, let's be careful. <laughs> how about Montana and Iowa? You're, you can have your driver's license taken away if you miss a student loan payment.
0: Yeah, again, just none of these, none of the things that are in this article make any sense because it's basically a return to debtor's prison and punishing people and make it harder for them to pay their debts. Arkansas arrests and prosecutes
1: people for missing rent payments.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: hmm Yeah. And there's a couple other ones. It's very sad.
0: It's a, yeah, it, I actually read this article and I was just like, yeah. So no. you think, well, what, what,
1: what are we going to ever do about this? I have a solution, Jason. There's a new presidential candidate. Okay. Hold 9% in North Carolina against Trump and Clinton. This is a real thing. Okay. Presidential sensation D's Nuts. These Nuts. He's a 15 year old Iowa farm boy. Who gamed the FEC filing system and registered and he got 9% in North Carolina
0: for president of the United States in a poll. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, that's, a- I have a pretty favorable <laughs> opinion of D's Nuts. I, I think D's Nuts is D's okay. I'm, I'm cool with this. Uh, is there a picture of him anywhere? Can we see
1: who Deez nuts is? I don't know because he's a minor, right? So I don't think I think the journalistic rules mean that they can't publish a photo of him.
0: No, he's but he's fifteen. He's not. It's you can't post it if it's under thirteen. Mm. That's the COPA rule. But okay. I think at fifteen year old, you can still post a picture.
1: Well, I did not. There was not a photo in the article that I saw. But uh, he's wor- he's he's very emboldened by his efforts so far, and he, he's very excited, and he's going to try to keep
0: it going. That's awesome. Keep these nuts going. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ah, yes. Use the system against it. Good. Uh, Speaking of the system, Mm -hmm. now we talk about our friends in Sweden every now and again. Mm -hmm. And we've actually talked about an app called Popcorn Time, which is basically BitTorrent for stupid people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, it's a stupid shiny web interface for BitTorrent.
0: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> all it is. And they're stupid because they came out and said, Look at ever look everybody, we made this cool thing. And it's like it's uh, illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> it's like saying it's like it's honestly like saying, Look at this giant pile of cocaine in my front yard. <laughs> well, I've just discovered a cocaine it. factory and I'm gonna now take it public. I want investors. I know. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, they're stupid as shit to begin with, but this is an ours, Technica, today. 11 people who watched The Cobbler, which is a, a, an unreleased Adam Sandler film.
1: Wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Wait, let's pause for a second. Let, let me, I need to explore this a little bit. <laughs> it's, okay. Re, released Adam Sandler movies are fucking horrible.
0: This one was so bad They didn't even put it out. Exactly. Jesus Christ. So my point is, haven't these people suffered enough already? (laughs) They had to watch something that Adam Sandler made that was so bad that it wouldn't even hit the theaters. And now they're being sued. It's like, oh.
1: I I already think that they've had cruel and unusual punishment.
0: I know. It's like, oh, Guantanamo time (laughs) is what they should call popcorn time after this. But, Mm -hmm. man. Oh, that's bad. I I I really do feel for these people. I do too. I feel really bad. I <laughs> I, I had no idea there was a completed,
1: unreleased one. I thought they just put out any old piece of shit he did. Well, Seems I, to be. You've seen Little
0: Nicky, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. So, and in other sad news, instead of added Adam Sandler's career, the Goonies house has been shut down. the The woman that owns it has said enough of people getting on my lawn and shaking their jiggly bits. Oh. I know. It's I know. The Goonies. It's. I know. It's the Goonies. And I actually threw this in the show today because of uh, friends of the show, uh, Sean and Tara, because on their first road trip together, they went to the Goonies house. And when I when I read this article, I thought of them.
1: Oh, that's very cute. I. You know, it's sad when this happens, but it's. Unf- I mean, people really do live in these houses, so I kind of get it. I mean, in fact, we can just walk down the block here, Jason. Uh, just down the block is the house that was used for Three's Company for the exterior shots. And the the owners basically put up a gigantic wall with you know plants and things like that because they were sick of people driving by and taking photos of it or just walking you know come and walk on my door and they would go up the steps and yeah so I get it I mean if you're actually if you're unfortunate enough to buy one of these houses that's iconic and live in it it can become a problem.
0: You know, real estate rules state that uh, you must disclose if someone has died in your home. They should also disclose if it's been in a movie. Exactly. I, I,
1: I 100% agree with that. If it's if it's on TV or in a movie or anything like that, on any show, okay, maybe if it was an Adam Sandler movie, because really, who would give a fuck? But <laughs> beyond that.
0: So, so what we need is a Nielsen rating for each home. Exactly. We <laughs> totally need that, yeah. because it
1: should be disclosed. Because how would you feel if you bought this house and all of a sudden – a bunch of chunky dudes were showing up and pulling up their shirt and shaking their stuff. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with these people?
0: <laughs> well, you know, there's somebody for everybody. That's true. Security? Ha!
1: Well, in addition to uh, Ashley Madison's data getting out and everybody getting in trouble, more Snowden documents have come out, and they've revealed that AT&T has basically screwed us. Uh, Yeah, well... If
0: you've ever had their service, they've screwed us. But <laughs> this is this is completely different. <laughs> yeah,
1: they definitely screwed you that way for sure. But uh, yeah, this is very very different. So, AT and T basically sold out uh, all their customers
0: to the government. Yes, and they did it with vim and vigor. They they were very happy to sell us out to the NSA. They're like, "Oh, you want some data? Here's some data. Here's all our data. Yeah, mm-hmm. enjoy. Just give us a few bucks and yeah, okay." It, in this title, just says it all. NSA spying relies on AT&T's, quote, extreme willingness to help. Thanks, AT&T. Thank you so much. I remember when I was uh, one of your customers, you had no extreme willingness to help me. Oh, no. You know what you did? You sold me that damn microcell tower for another 180 bucks that Mm -hmm. didn't work. Yep. Oh, my God. Good times. Yeah. (laughs) Now, this is kind of a fun hack, I think, Mm -hmm. unless you're the people that are involved in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, some people got sent the pictures of them snuggling, uh, while they were watching Netflix the next day with the title, really cute couple. It's a little disturbing that you think this is a fun hack. I think it's very funny. Okay. I think it's very funny because, uh, if you'll look at my computer, I have electrical tape over my, my camera for, mm-hmm. for very good reason. And we've said this to everybody. Yes. You, cover you your really you
1: should cover your camera.
0: You've- cover your cameras. Cause this guy used, I mean, this was a hacker that just used a really simple remote access Trojan and took pictures of these, this really cute couple, which I'm assuming they're cute because their faces are blurred. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, just laying in bed. And we don't even know what happened after uh, the movie ended. I'm sure we can find that on the dark web. Ooh, were they watching the notebook and then got, uh, <laughs> then, I just said that's just to see your face. Then her ovaries <laughs> exploded and he left the room to go get a pizza. Okay. (laughs) Um, We talked about the Amazon Dash button before, how silly it is. Mm -hmm. But now we've got a really cool hack about the Dash button. You can basically make that button do whatever you want.
1: That is pretty cool, actually. It's only five bucks, too. So it's kind of a
0: cheap little thing to get and just mess around with. Yeah, what this guy's doing is he's basically taking the signal from, like because it's a rotating signal, kind of like your garage door opener and your key fob for your car. Mm Mm-hmm but he knows where it's going and then he hijacks it and then is just making entries in a spreadsheet. He's like, okay, baby pooped, baby's awake. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> he's not really using it to you know, subvert the government or anything like that. So this, this definitely qualifies as a fun hack.
1: Okay, I'll give you fun on this one. Not so much the one where Creepy's spying on a couple in bed thing. This one's fun. Okay.
0: <laughs> I said the other one was funny. Okay.
1: All right. Well, we've talked a lot about, about uh, these various devices that uh, that police have had, so uh, it's come out that the LAPD has had access to a device called a dirt box since two thousand five, Chicago as well. And what this thing does is basically allow them to intercept any cell phone call and text messages.
0: Yeah, and uh, all of them. Yeah, the one that we've been talking about a lot that, that's been in the news is the Stingray. Yeah, this is something even more involved. And it's funny because. We had an issue at my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to it was actually it was before Snowden. Mm-hmm. The LAPD came. Well, actually, it was the I think the sheriff's because we're in, you know out in the valley. But we were talking about a drug dealer who was stalking the neighbor's daughter. Right, and he's like, you know, telling us the things that they can do. So the drug dealers also had this, but he basically tipped his hand that they knew all about this stuff way before it ever came out. And I was always thinking about it. I'm like, man, can you really do that? Yeah. And it turns out, oh, they've been doing it for a very, very long time.
1: Yeah. Um, it's an interesting quote in the article. The LAPD chose not to tell how they use the devices uh, they or to chose. provide any documents showing when they bought them or what they're using them for. Uh, so they just don't want to talk about it. Uh, The ACLU has filed lawsuits uh, against Anaheim and Sacramento counties over the use of them. And the main reason that this whole thing came to mind is, you remember that very strange document uh, that I found, uh, I think, two shows ago? That was the uh, very low-key thing about the planes and the documentation of the federal planes? Well, the Justice Department is basically putting these things on those planes.
0: Oh, so that's That's what the planes are for. That's what they're doing
1: with that. So, oh,
0: so they are basically back. flying
1: up and down our skies and basically sniffing up every single cell phone call and text message that's being sent.
0: They must be only getting Verizon and Sprint because, as we just learned, AT and T is just everything. handing them it over. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if,
1: if only the other guys would have come on board, they wouldn't have had to buy all these
0: planes. Yeah, your tax dollars at work. Come on, Verizon, Sprint, save us some, save us some dough, and all four T-Mobile customers in the state of California.
1: I think there's five. <laughs>
0: This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is brought to you by the Art of Charm Social Capital Networking Intensive Product. Yes, we workshop that to find the worst title that we could possibly come up with to confuse the shit out of you. Now, but honestly, I've been working on this for weeks or months actually now, and it is an amazing product. And it's the reason that I get to do all the things that I do. It's developed for people who hate the word networking, but know that getting into the right social circles can lead to all the opportunities they want in life career, business, relationships, etc. Eight modules of core content covering topics such as creating a flawless strategy for approaching new people how to direct conversation so that it flows and never has those awkward silences, and how to build strong relationships with influential people in your industry, no matter what level of experience you have right now. Learn how to position yourself so that people will want to connect with you before you even have to approach them. Become the magnetic kind of person that has opportunities constantly falling in your lap. There's two options in the course, basic and VIP, Basic is a great starting point, but I really recommend VIP because it has live interaction with the expert coaches, Q&A sessions so you can get all of your questions answered, and includes a free ticket to our live mixer event in 2016. Go to theartofcharm.com social and use the code GOG to get 10% off your order on either the Basic or VIP. 10% is not insignificant, trust me. This is a premium course, and it is for people who are serious about networking. And I can tell you right now, in the past couple of weeks, I've I've spent so much time on this thing, and it is amazing. I'm learning from it, and I work there. So I get paid to learn. Uh, you guys don't. You have to pay us to learn. So check out the Art of Charms Social Capital Networking Intensive. Mm-hmm. Comment of the week. I
1: really pissed off someone.
0: Oh, really?
1: I, I, apparently. Colorado Wright is not happy with me, Jason.
0: No, Colorado Wright is uh, within his rights, I'd have to say. So oh, really? here we okay. go. Well well, uh, <laughs> well, we'll see about that. He's in his rights to be angry because if we can be angry, so can he. That is or, true. Or her. We don't oh, know. That's true. Well, anybody's free to be angry at me. So this is the website feedback we got from Colorado Wright. You have got to be kidding me. You can't seem to go three minutes without yelling at Uber about something or another, and then you casually report that the wife and I took an Uber to the airport. Your principles mean nothing? Why not a cab? Or is it likely that a cab won't come to residential areas, too few fares, or would have cost you 200 bucks one way? All your whining about, Uber, not following the rules, seems to miss the fact that 80% of those rules were put in place at the request of the cab companies to make sure they have no competition. Oh, right. Zillion-dollar liability insurance and extra expensive licensing and training requirements, and on and on. So what about the good things Uber does provide?
1: Like the godmother on Thursdays. And and, and
0: Mm. free water and breath mints. Like fast, convenient, less expensive transportation. Um, okay, I'm gonna I'm just going to jump in here. In what fucking universe is Uber less expensive?
1: I know. It's really <laughs> not that much less expensive. And we've already explained at great length why they're keeping their costs down.
0: Okay. Especially to areas where cabs won't be seen in a month of Sundays. I don't know what that means. It must uh, be a Colorado thing. Could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, those areas with lots of poor brown and black people. Well, we just got answered there. Okay. <laughs> And if you are using the service, it is obviously convenient and good for you and your family, too. How about some recognition that Uber is not always the devil? Um, okay, you want on. to say something first? Or? No, I, I do want to jump in here real quick before because you got called out on this. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's about fucking time somebody called you out on taking Uber after you've done this. So For me, this is fun. Um, I'm going to back and wait, watch. Wait, what, I'm, I'm going to read this on my Apple Watch. One second. Um.
1: <laughs> Much like you used uh, research, and and needing to know something about something as as your excuse for getting the Apple Watch, <laughs> I do have to take Uber at least a few times. How else am I supposed to be knowledgeable about the subject? You know what? Good point. Well, it is a fair point, and it's actually I I've taken it. I have been I have done full disclosure about every single time I've taken Uber on this show. I talked about it when I when I was up visiting Dr. David Teeter in San Francisco. I took an Uber and I took it back from his place as well. And, um, okay, if you're going to write a really long, really involved, angry letter to me, I fact-checked it a little bit. First off, I didn't say that the wife and I took an Uber to the airport. It wasn't my wife. It was my friend who was in town visiting. It wasn't to the airport. It was to the Greek theater to go see a concert. I took it because she's a huge Uber fan because she's from Brooklyn, and that's all people do there. And she wanted to do it, and she paid for it. So I got a free ride in an Uber. Okay, there you go. Not my wife, not my family, not the airport—all wrong. <clears throat> <laughs> so, all right, <laughs> so uh, wrong about all those things. Uh, that's not what happened. Okay, Colorado Wrongenstein. <laughs> yes, Colorado wrongsteinine. Uh, okay. So none of those things were correct. Uh, yeah, I took Uber, and yeah, it was a, it was fine. I, again, the the app is amazing, and the ability to do that, fantastic. L.A., not a lot of cabs around. Very, very true. It's forcing the cab companies to step up the game. Regulations, important. The cab companies did not, re- did not go to the government and say, hey, can you put a lot of regulations on us? That's not what happened. The government put the regulations on them. Uber gets to skirt them. That's why they have a higher profit margin. End of story. We've talked about this ad infinitum. <laughs> I, I would I would actually say ad nosium. Ad nosium as well. So yes. I, I understood and I understand why you think that I was being a hypocrite and fair enough. But uh, occasionally I will take an Uber. I try not to. I do not take Ubers to the airport. I have a cab company that I use and I use them all the time. I'm very happy with them. I call them. They take me. I've taken Uber in San Francisco and now I've taken Uber once in LA. There you go. And I will tell you every other time I take Uber. If I take Uber, I guarantee you I'm going to talk about it on the show that
0: week. I'm going to get an alert on my Apple watch. Every time you take Uber, I'm going to get a a haptic bing. I will
1: if only Uber had the API, we could actually build that. Anytime I ordered it, we We should build an Uber. Of course, they're not going to open that up to people. Then we'd find out ratings. What happens if, oh, the hackers, hackers, come on, stay away
0: from the hackers, get into Uber's
1: database and I want, so we can release everybody's scores.
0: Well, we already did that. I, and by the way, I still have a 5.0. I don't know what I have because I've only taken it twice. Yeah, well, so I've taken it about 70 times. And the guy who I got the, my last ride with said, oh, my God, you still got a 5.0. I'm like, you damn skippy I do because I'm. S-.
1: Yeah, nah, I don't, don't know what the, the hell podcast. I All right. So we also got some iTunes five star ratings. Uh, the first one from Biorhythms. Fantastic show. They are grumpy. They are geeks. Admit it. They are us. Jason and Brian tell it like it is and how it should have been. While Silicon Valley basks in the rays of their non existing intelligence, our dynamic duo. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: going to get a cape. Yeah. Reminds us of what we were when <laughs> not the internet Robin. was young. I
0: called it Not Robin.
1: <laughs> You're, you, you are so fucking Robin. Oh, uh, fuck when you. the internet was young, free, and a fun place to be. The knock down the walled gardens, kick over hornet nests, and generally have a great time. If you want realistic news from industry insiders,
0: this is the show for you. Thanks, guys. Well, no, thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh so we got another one from that Mr. Dom. Ooh, I bet Sexy. somebody I bet somebody's really scared right now with the Ashley Madison hacks.
1: And I don't think they <laughs> hack kink.com yet. I think he's safe.
0: Okay. Tech opinions and entertainment. And as an IT tech who enjoys providing tech help and deal with the stress and annoyances that IT causes people and sometimes computer related tourettes. Hold
1: on. I'm calling bullshit. There's no way you enjoy providing tech help.
0: There is absolutely, well, you know what? Honestly, I disagree because when we were young, we did actually enjoy it. Well, you just, you know? We felt superior. Well, yes. No, but yeah. <laughs> Move. But <laughs> this is a great tech reality check show.
1: Oh, thank you very much, man.
0: Thank you very much for that, Mr. Dom. And I really do hope that you have... Uh, if, if you do know it and you know your business, then you have probably survived the Ashley Madison debacle.
1: I hope so. And if not, you know, maybe you should be chrono mister. Our next one, because
0: filler of voids. We are filler of voids. We are filler of voids. Well, that sounds kind of dirty.
1: I know. For the longest time I've looked for a podcast that would make the commute to work a lot less boring with talk about current happenings on the web, such as security apps and gadgets, along with some funny commentary. This definitely has filled the void. A great podcast that I cannot recommend enough. Give them a try, and I'm sure you'll like it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. So if you really do enjoy us that much, please do visit our Patreon page at patreon.com GOG, or give us a five-star rating on iTunes, or please
0: do tell a friend, because we need to grow. We do need to grow. We, we need to fill more voids. So I heard today on my ride over here that the Freakonomics podcast is at six million downloads a month, and they're... They are, begging people so they can get to 7 million. Mm -hmm. And all I wanted to do, if I could have reached through the podcast and given a freak cock punch to them, I would have. But you know what? We're not Freakonomic level. So let's, uh, let's, let's have you guys help us out a bit. You know, I thought it was
1: fun playing around with the filling the voids thing, but then you took it to a whole nother level.
0: At the library... I didn't read anything, Jason. What the? F- I'm You're working,
1: in the middle of
0: How did you not? I'm,
1: there's a lot. Again, underemployed means super busy.
0: Underemployed, no kitchen. You couldn't even eat. So why weren't you reading when you weren't eating and working?
1: Because I was taking Ubers out to go to restaurants. No, I wasn't taking Ubers, Colorado, right? <laughs> I was going out to lots of restaurants. I think we
0: can now call them Colorado wrong.
1: Colorado wrong. Got the entire story wrong. Anyway, sorry, man. It's, or or woman.
0: We're, trust me, you know, this is just how it works. We're mm-hmm. going to make fun of you. Feel free to unsubscribe, but we, we would like we would if miss you do We uh, would miss you. Also you're going to want to hear the jokes I'm going to make about you in future episodes. Exactly. Okay. Oh, hey, you're, you're like podsplaining there now. I know. Don't do that. Okay. Okay. So you didn't read anything.
1: Well, I'm working on X-Heroes. Uh, I've gotten to the point where it definitely, like you said, it, it switched and it uh-huh. no longer feels like Sanderson's yeah. thing, but I didn't get a chance to finish
0: Okay, are you liking it after the Switch? I'm really enjoying it, yeah. Okay, good. Mm-hmm.
1: good. It's, a, it's a very good book, but let's not talk about it anymore until I'm
0: done. All, All right. right. So uh, last week we talked about a couple books that were on deck for me, and unfortunately I only got to read one of them. We no. talked about over Oversuccess. You just gave me crap. But yeah, hey, I read one of them. I read one. But the problem was I Wait. also read three books for work. Hold on.
1: Let's, let's, let's uh,
0: you, sh- read, you read none. I Hold read on. one. Shout out to a friend of the show, Ted. Um, you read or listened to? I read. Oh, okay. Ooh. I read three books for work because they, I get books in the mail every day now. So this isn't fair. It's you're crazy.
1: You're part of your job, you're getting paid to read. I have to do it in my spare time.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not getting paid to read. It's just assumed that I'll be reading when I'm not editing. <laughs> but anyway, uh, pirate hunters, treasure obsession and the search for a legend, legendary, <laughs> legendary Le- wait for it. legendary pirate ship by Robert Curzon. Okay. Uh, He also wrote, like I mentioned before, Shadow Divers, Mm -hmm. which is in my top five books of all time. Okay. I loved Shadow Divers. It was one of the most surprising books. And now I have a tie because Pirate Hunters is just as good as Shadow Divers, I think. Okay. So... Um, my, my proudest moment this week came when, uh, Robert actually followed me on Twitter and I, I totally nerded out almost. It was almost as geeky as when Christopher Moore tweeted
1: us. That's the favorite thing ever when Christopher Moore tweeted us. I know. I best. know. And, oh,
0: and by the way, that book should be arriving soon. The new Christopher Moore. Yeah. It's on its way. Mm-hmm. Hopefully soon yep. because you know, I've ordered the, uh, signed first edition. Uh huh. I don't have any room for books anymore because I keep <laughs> getting them every damn day. You don't have to keep them all, Jason. I know, but I still have to read them. And uh, you can look at my Instagram if you want to see the stack. That would be Instagram.com slash JPD of the stack of stuff that I have to read for the next two weeks of guests for my day job. Fun times. So are you going to finish maybe by next week? I will finish
1: it by next week. I I am 78% through. I I just, it didn't happen last night. I was going to try to finish. It didn't happen. That's what she said. Well, that may have happened. That's probably why I didn't read. (laughs)
0: Media candy. This week in trailers, we have a couple of them. The Hateful Eight, uh, Quentin Tarantino's new movie, has a trailer. And it looks surprisingly like a flip-flop from the last Quentin Tarantino movie. Because, Um, (laughs) you know, Samuel L. Jackson looks like he's a badass. And this one, in the last one, he was the the houseboy.
1: I'm starting to get a little Tarantino fatigue. It's only his eighth movie. He's starting to go a little Tim Burton, the way of the Tim Burton to me, where everything looks and feels the same. And I'm not entirely sure if this is a different movie or the same one I just saw. And isn't that the same Danny Elfman
0: score again? You know what? Honestly, it did kind of make me feel like this could be like an extras reel from Django Unchained.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's Tarantino. Uh, They're almost always good, but I am just starting to get a little it's starting to feel formulaic. And look for me like, and it's the same actors and it's all of that. All of that is just starting to happen.
0: Yeah. He's always got to have Ter- or uh, Sam Jackson in it. And mm-hmm. now uh, what's his name? Uh, the German, your, your friend, oh, the German. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's Waltz, Christopher Waltz, Christopher Waltz. Yeah, that's it. He's um, in everything, but you know what? I'm okay with him being in Well, oh, He's fucking fantastic. But also here's the problem. So Sam Jackson, You know, I can watch anything with Sam. If Sam Jackson was just like sitting there reading the morning news, I would watch it. I don't care. But
1: but this trailer did nothing for me. To be honest, I really, I got bored halfway through the trailer.
0: You can't get bored in a trailer. I got bored in the trailer. Unfortunately, so did I. Okay. I I, I really want to like this and I hope they tighten it up. But yeah. uh,
1: If this movie is good, whoever put together this trailer needs to be fired.
0: Because yeah. <laughs> just, it just does not look good. No. I, I used to work with the trailer guys and the trailer guys were the most exciting and like crazy mm. rebels and apparently they're not working with Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> so I found another link uh from openculture.com. Okay. Five hours of Edgar Allen Poe stories read by Vincent Price and Basil Rathbone. Basil not... Rathbone, by the way, who has the coolest name in the history of names. Oh, it's a good name. It's a good name. And he used to play Sherlock Holmes. Come mm-hmm. on. And it's a good voice. So mm-hmm. um,
1: I did not actually listen to any of these yet, but it is so bookmarked because uh, I can't imagine
0: anything better. No, I mean, it's five hours of free audio. I went and I, I kind of skipped through and just checked them. Because I was in the middle of reading other stuff, but I'm going back to this. So this is this is just a shout out for the audience to go get some free audio books from Vincent Fucking Price and Basil Rathbone. Well, <laughs> and on. Edgar
1: Allan Poe. It's Poe stories. Come on, Quote I know The Raven, Nevermore. This is
0: good, sh- good shit. Good shit. Telltale man. Heart. Oh, so many good things. Yes, I. I you know what? I used to send my girlfriend Poe like extracts every now and again. That and she's just explains like, a lot. And she's just like, you know, I just kind of don't understand what this means. <laughs> so I dumped her. And How did I end up being the goth one while you were the punk? Uh, I don't know. Hmm, interesting. I don't know.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll 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 leave that for another show, Robin. So <laughs> yeah. the Martian trailer part two is out. Yep. And and your your take on it? Uh, I.
1: Yes or no? Yay yeah, yeah. of course I'm in. Of course I'm in. I, I, I will pretend it
0: isn't uh, the whole time, but. You don't like Damon? Matt Damon. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's Jason Bourne. He can do it for me. Matt That's Damon. Fine. Matt Damon in space. <laughs> uh,
1: it looks amazing. I, I cannot wait for this movie. The book was so fucking good, and it looks like they're really doing a good job with the movie. The, uh, the, the effects are spot on. The tension. The rest of the cast
0: Everybody except for the main. So good. See, that's what I'm saying. I I like Damon in it. I think he's doing a decent job. Okay, you enjoy. (laughs) I will. So, TV. Not something beyond Game of Thrones
1: that I really get into anymore. Patrick Stewart has a new TV show. This is notable for two things. Uh, First off, the show was premiered via Facebook video on his personal Facebook page. I think that's probably the first time that's ever happened. Probably. Uh, so you can watch the entire first episode for free on Patrick Stewart's Facebook page mm-hmm. with, with the
0: with the naughty bits blurred out
1: with the naughty bits blurred out. Or you can go to stars.com. It's on stars uh, link in the show notes for the first two full episodes and you can watch them completely. Holy crap. This was good.
0: I only got 10 minutes into it and then I had to actually work.
1: But... I've, I've watched both episodes, tears running down my face, stomach best ad work. i workout I've had all day. I was laughing so fucking hard. Um, If you're aware of Patrick Stewart's, uh, this is uh, executive produced by uh, Seth MacFarlane, Family Guy, and uh, if you're aware of Patrick Stewart's history with Seth MacFarlane, he plays the uh, head of the CIA uh, on American Dad, so he's the boss, and that's that character was pretty crazy, and this character is basically a kind of a right wing. News TV host who has a lot of problems, uh, cocaine, transvestites, smokers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Don't is, ruin
0: it for the peoples. It's The first <laughs> episode
1: <laughs> uh, It's hilarious. It's the first episode in the first two minutes. Yeah, never. First episode. <laughs> uh, it, it's absolutely hilarious. I love what Patrick Stewart is doing. I, I it's there's something about being the captain of the starship, uh, a captain in Star Trek, that just ends up leading you down this strange path. William Shatner is just this crazy parody of William Shatner now. And he's just hilarious all the time. Kate Mulgrew is playing this crazy ass character red on orange is the new black. Patrick Stewart is just heading down this thing of just being like, I'm the respected Englishman who says things like fuck your grandma. I
0: mean, it's just so good. It's so fucking funny. You know, I, and it, I think this whole thing started with him really in extras. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. When he did that, that episode of extras and I just, I mean, tears, honestly, yep. tears. I only got 10 minutes into this one, but I had, I was just like almost crying. Um,
1: I don't have stars, which is a problem. I so do. I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to watch the show, Sweden. Um, <laughs> but I will find a way because it is very, very funny. I, I cannot recommend it enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, even though I've only seen a little bit, I just, I, I am so in love with Patrick Stewart. and. Yeah. Uh, yeah well you remember the you remember
1: the whole ice bucket challenge last year right oh my god yes he had the classiest one
0: yeah yeah it won it won the internet as far as i was concerned. yeah well then everybody like you know basically ripped him off from that yep but i I saw him do scrooge and in person like what was that uh what's it called what scrooge what's the name of the oh uh, christmas carol a christmas carol I saw him do a Christmas, a one man Christmas carol. Scrooge Ever the Bill Murray movie. Yeah. But yeah. he played Scrooge Right is all I'm saying. Yeah. But ever since then I will, I will watch anything Patrick Stewart does. Oh,
1: me too. Uh, but this is great. It's, it's, it's impeccably well done. There's an awesome, awesome Star Trek shout out in the very first episode. And oh uh,
0: uh, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Keep an eye With, on the piano player. Yeah,
1: let's not spoil it. No, but uh, keep an uh, eye if, on if the you're a Star Trek player. fan, keep an eye on the piano player. It was really nice. Okay. Uh, moving on more media. Uh, I found a new band. Actually, a shout out to my buddy, Greg, in Australia, who uh, sent this to me and said, I don't know how you don't know who these people are yet. The band is called Cold Cave. Uh, The album's called Love Comes Close. They actually have two. If you are into the 80s kind of gothy, electro-industrial sound, you will like this. You will like this a lot. It's all I listened to all day yesterday. Okay. So there you go. All right. And finally, I watched a movie. Say what? I no never wonder. watched movies. No wonder you weren't reading. It's also another reason I didn't read. I finally saw Hector in the Search for Happiness. The Simon okay. Pegg movie.
0: I'm I'm really curious about what you thought of this because I, I I'm give it to me. It was very Simon
1: Peggy. Okay. Uh, with all the editing and stuff that you would see in Shaun of the Dead and, and all those movies.
0: Uh-huh. It was, but it wasn't it wasn't directed by no. Edgar Wright.
1: No, it wasn't directed by Edgar Wright, but it definitely had that same kind of feel to it. They, they, they put the same production into it. I really, really actually loved this movie. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was heartwarming. I mean, it wasn't super deep. I mean, it delved into issues and it explores the concept of happiness, but it still has kind of the overall bullshit arc that we always get that, you know, there's no way a movie can be made anymore these days unless you have the love story and you have you have to hit all these different beats that are kind of predictable. But overall, really good.
0: It, okay. I was in a shitty mood. It put me in a good mood. <laughs> okay. Here's what I have to ask. Yeah. Have you seen the secret life of Walter Mitty with Ben Stiller? I refuse to see that movie. Cause it's exactly the same. movie. No, now hold on a second. There's a reason I put another movie into
1: the show notes. Jason. Okay. What's the other movie? The razor's edge. Bill Murray.
0: I saw that in the theater. One when of his out. first
1: attempts at breaking out of comedy. Yeah. And one of my favorite movies ever made and Hector in the Search for Happiness is a an update of that
0: story. Okay. Okay. Well, here's the deal. And uh, you should watch both. I I I actually wanted to go back and watch The Razor's Edge because I snuck into that when I was a
1: kid. I will do a Does it Have Legs with you on this. On which one? Razor's Edge. Razor's Edge. Mm-hmm. That's deal. one of my favorite fucking movies. Deal. Mm-hmm. We're bringing back. All right. Does it have legs? I will do that. All right. Okay, uh, And uh, it's it's the same basic concept. It's it's a man hitting the age of a grumpy old geek who is not <laughs> sure what his life has been for. And somehow this might resonate a bit with me right now as I'm underemployed. Okay. Um, what have I done with my life? Has any of this had any meaning going on? And then they both go on journeys to find out what life's all about.
0: Okay. Do, did any of them ever pick uh, office <clears throat> supplies for a living? Because it sounds kind of like you could come to that same conclusion. I can't remember what Bill Murray's character in The
1: Razor's Edge was before, but I, Simon Peggs was a very successful psychiatrist.
0: Mm.
1: So, no.
0: Okay, well, we'll check it out. With a and really hot wife. We will have to check out uh, when we can do the next Does It Have Legs? No, I,
1: and I totally want to watch Razor's Edge again. It's been years, so
0: I'm in. The web's not dead! It's not
1: t- I don't want to get too Jared Fogle.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. We didn't talk about that in the news, and I'm going into a story about underwear that I wore as a child. So, uh,
0: Yeah, well, you know <clears> what? <throat> we didn't go into the Gerald, Jared Fogle thing for many reasons, but we did talk about it before. We should have, but you know what? Yeah. It's really not in our purview. The only thing about <laughs> purview, <pervy> uh, <laughs> the only thing tech about it is, that he did use his computer for naughty bits. So hmm. I think that we have a pass on I did, working I, on that.
1: I did get a lot of likes on the status, though. Um, the only two pe- people in the world happy about the Ashley Madison hacker, Bill Cosby and Jared Fogel.
0: <laughs> that was a pretty good one. <laughs> i got to give you, give you credit on that.
1: Anyways, back to the point. Uh, underoos, remember those when we were kids? I, I had I, many, many, many pairs of Underoos. I lived in them. I was Superman for years and years and years. Well, they now, I, I don't know how long they've been doing this for, but I discovered this. And don't ask how. I um, <laughs> They have adult sizes.
0: Yeah, that's scary. I, well, you know, <laughs> that's scary. Because I have a wifey, that some of this is pretty interesting to me. Yeah, you, you wanted to say too much information last time. Okay, too much information <laughs> this time. <laughs> I hope she doesn't have you down as the Flash.
1: Whatever. I'm ordering <laughs> you your pair of Robins right now.
0: Oh, shut up. <gasps> All right, end of the show, and I'm just looking forward to going to DerbyCon next month. Ooh, I'm going to Louisville, Kentucky. Right. Not someplace I would ever think that I would be excited to go, but I'm going to the Hacker Conference DerbyCon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know me, I'm not a con guy. I don't even go to cons for things I like. I know, but this is, this one's going to be fun. My boss is doing a keynote and I get to meet, you know, like super hackers. So I'm hopefully going to have some guys that we can bring onto the show. That after would be that. good. That would make sense. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. I, there's a reason I'm going. Okay. I'm Outside going of on the fact that trip. you're getting paid. Okay. Uh, well, sometimes you have to pay for the con yourself because the job <laughs> doesn't. So, but uh, this is not one of those times. Excellent. <laughs> Also, a big shout-out to Lagunitas. I love Lagunitas, mm-hmm. and Brian went out today and got us a little something ale. Yes, it's uh, some lovely uh,
1: artwork, and uh,
0: it's a damn good beer,
1: and it's uh, been firing us through this episode.
0: Yeah, because you know what the reason it's kind of been firing us through the episode? Mm. It's
1: a 7.5. Oh, I didn't notice that. No wonder. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Colorado, right?
0: Um, <laughs> Thanks for listening, and I apologize for this episode, but I don't, because no, it was fun. It was
1: fun, and um, we haven't done this in a while.
0: We haven't done it in a very long while. I'm Jason Filippo, and you can check more about me at jpd.me, except I don't update it, so you can see what I was like a year ago.
1: And I'm Brian Schillmeister, and Jason is Robin.
0: I'm just leaving out the until next time, because <laughs> I got nothing.
1: Grumpy <laughs> Old Geeks is a fan-supported show. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com gog. We really appreciate your support. If you don't want to or can't donate but still want to support the show, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words in a five-star rating or tell a friend about the show. Intro music for the show is provided by the band Among Us. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, and Tidal, and maybe Apple Music. Or you can donate through the Grumpy Old Geeks Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG to get 10 exclusive tracks. Outro music for the show is provided by Andy Stochansky. You can follow Andy at twitter.com slash houseofandy, and he's also on SoundCloud at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 124.
0: I am so Batman.